Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Asked by Ayana. I am joined today by Chloe Watts, who is the founder and CEO of Chloe Digital. Chloe Digital is the premier tech support and digital strategy membership for influencers. I am so excited to chat with Chloe because I am a member, a Chloe Digital member, and it has already like been so helpful and revolutionary for my business. She has built something incredible and... Yeah, I'm just so glad to have her on. Chloe, thank you so much. Oh my goodness. Thank you for having me and for that intro. I'm super excited to be here. This is going to be such a great conversation. Ah, yes, I am so pumped. Yeah, so just like for background for anyone listening, I was in a place last year where I was feeling very stagnant and burnt out with my business and what to outsource and balancing all of it, just like with everything else I have going on in life. And one of my friends recommended like, oh, you should, you know, look into Chloe Digital. And I was like, huh, like, what is this? Um, and I got on the wait list for, um, for one of their membership programs and was able to, like, actually kick things off at the beginning of the year. And it has been just, like, amazing. So, Chloe, I would love for you to tell people, like, I, so I know that I kind of did, like, a very brief overview of Chloe Digital, but I would love for you to share more about um, what it is and, and what services you offer. Sure thing. So, wow, this year we we will be in business for eight years. And I think wow. that for that period of time, we've had so many different iterations. But, you know, the core of what the business is and the core of what the business was when I first started it, when I was by myself, is the same, which I think is really special. And, you know, our goal is to empower women to live the life of their dreams with technology. And whatever product or service I need to create in order to help women do that, I will do so. So the iteration of where we are now is, like you said, really helping with digital strategy up up till business development and helping creators and entrepreneurs grow sustainable and scalable businesses. You know, like when, as I said, eight years is a long time and the industry was very different then. Uh, There wasn't an industry actually even to even to say that Um, there was no creator economy. That seems quite laughable. Um, there was no social media. I think at that point we just stopped using MySpace and um, <laughs> you know, it was a completely different time. Um, but I was so intrigued by what what was formulating, what was percolating in the space when a lot of girls started to create blogs um, and share their outfits and really share little glimpses of their life to um, to an audience and started to build communities. So as that industry started to grow, I became known as that kind of girl next door, geeky girl next door that could help you with your blog because I my background's in web development. So I'm a self-taught coder. So from that experience of working with with, with becoming friends with lots of bloggers, um, I really carved out a niche for myself within the industry as it grew because I found that these women needed support behind the scenes to help them turn what they were doing into a fledgling business. So that's what we did. So yeah, we help hundreds of incredible people all around the world grow their businesses. And it's just the most rewarding experience. Like I love my job so much. The thing for me, as someone who's been in this space for five years, is that I've spent a lot of money on, you know, I'll see an ad or I'll see a, a website and I'll be like, oh, you know, like they're promising me the world, like, and, and this is going to be great. And so I spend hundreds of dollars on a course or a mentorship call and I walk away feeling like, 
I didn't really gain anything from this. I, I just feel like because there's no real barrier to entry with offering like mentorship or any sort of strategy services, anyone could do it. So yeah. you have no way of knowing whether or not people are actually qualified. Being a Chloe Digital member has been so different for me because I'm like, I'm actually gaining knowledge that I did not have, even though I've been in the space for half a decade now. So um, yeah, it works. So that's, <laughs> Thank you. that's really refreshing. Yeah, it's really special. And I think that we really work hard on our team dynamic and we really work hard on leveling ourselves up so that because our industry is changing all the time and it, it's difficult to keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on. So one of the benefits that we say to the client is that it's not just the person that you speak to every month and, and that connection you have with them. You've got this whole group of people behind the scenes that are learning, sharing, sharing with that person to help level level you up equally. So it's very, very, um, very, very unique, I find in the space. And yeah, you know, our clients love it. So I would love to talk more just about you specifically in your journey. I know that you said that you kind of were totally like into tech um, and, you know, web development. How did that start for you? Like, is this something you kind of picked up? Um, like, did you kind of go to school for this or is this just something you picked up along the way growing up? Yeah, so for me, it was something I picked up because I've always been super geeky and super into tech. You know, when I was growing up, oh my goodness, like when my dad got this old school laptop, it was so heavy, like it was like the heaviest laptop. I don't even know what it was. It might have been like, I don't, I don't even know. It wasn't even Windows at that, that point. Um, and I was just obsessed with it. I was just obsessed. I was on MS-DOS. I was just obsessed. There was something about it that I was attracted to. And as the years went on, when we would buy family commuters and we'd upgrade them, I was just always obsessed with being on the computer, asking my mom, can I go on the computer? Can I um, go on the internet? I was just always obsessed and not just with computers, with phones. You know, back then we all didn't just have an iPhone or an Android. Like we had um, all these different types of phones and I was always obsessed with the new phone will come out, just gadgets, gadgets in, in total. So um, how I then got into coding was because I, because I was on, on the computer all the time, I, in the MySpace time when you had to code to create your profile a little bit, I learned a little bit of HTML and CSS and I was just obsessed with it. And for me, from back then when I was 15, I really saw being able to code was the ultimate creation. Like I saw myself as a creator before that term was even a thing because I was able to write something and I was then able to bring it to life and see immediately the code that I wrote, what it then could create. So I was just super, super drawn into what that could look like for me, not knowing um, a career path or a business or anything like that. I was just super passionate about creating via um, technology. It's so funny that you mentioned MySpace because I'm not like technologically advanced in any way, but I still know basic HTML from trying to <laughs> code MySpace layouts like 10, 15 years ago. So yeah. um, so with you not knowing, okay, this could be like a viable career path, what did you plan on doing or, or what was your career goal? Sure. So I wanted to be at first an editor. I wanted to work in TV. A lot of the people in my uh, family are work in television and film. So I wanted to be um, an editor. I really love film so much. Like if I wasn't in this space, I'd definitely be in, in that space. 
So I thought I was going to be an editor. And when it was time to go to university, I mean, back then it's so different now, but back then it was like you finish school and then you go to university or college, you call it in America. It's just the standard thing to do. No one, no one thought at the point, maybe I don't want to do that. You just did it, you know, and especially if you didn't have parents who had gone to university, it was then an amazing thing for you to be able to do, to be like, oh, your children have gone to university. So at that point, I was just kind of following interests. Um, I have really great parents. They never really pushed me to say that, okay, well, you can get a really good job by doing, uh, following this path. They really led me to believe that I could be anything that I wanted to be and just do anything that I'm passionate about. So I thought, okay, I love TV. I love editing. So let me go to uh, university and learn more about that. But at the same time, I was coding without realizing that people actually coded for a job because I, I didn't know. I had no visibility on that. So there's me coding like along with my MySpace, but then I didn't realize it could become something. So I went to university to do um, TV and radio. And on the first day, I found out that there was a sister course that did something called new media. So it was TV and new media. And this new media was web design. So I was going to be able to code. And oh, it was honestly one of the best days ever because I remember saying to the the lecturer, so sorry, people go to university and they learn how to code. Like this is actually a thing. <laughs> In hindsight, that is hilarious. And so I switched my code, my, sorry, I switched my course the first day onto that course. Um, and then I kind of didn't look back when it came to coding because I was just obsessed and I just did it more and more. How did you, you know, they, they, I've had so many conversations on the show about monetizing something that you love and (laughs) finding a way to still love it. Um, so how do you, how did you still kind of keep that enjoyment, you know, when this thing that has been like such a fun hobby for you is now connected to just like you being able to make a living? Yeah, that's an excellent question. I think the reason I'm able to do that and the reason that even now, many, many years on, because I'm talking now back in like 20, 2012. So this is this is over 10, 10 years ago um, now. Um, I think it's because I'm very connected with my mission. It's so deep rooted into me and my personality. Um, I care so deeply about helping women win. Like it's, it is so strong in my core. If it would, if it didn't manifest as Chloe Digital, it would have manifested as something else, you know, like 100%. So even me in my, in my own personal life, my personal time, where it comes to my family, my friends, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. It's just not within the the business. So because I'm so connected to that at my, at my core, and I feel it's connected to my calling, it is very easy for me to say, okay, well, what I am passionate about, I am I am able to find that way to monetize. Now, at the beginning, it wasn't quick. You know, there were many years where I was freelancing and working out, okay, what kind of business could I create off the back of these passions? And I, I didn't know what that could be at first for quite a, quite a while um, until the industry, the kind of blogger industry at the time started to become a thing then there was more money in the industry. Then the bloggers were looking to then invest to build a business because at first, why would they be investing? You know, back then it was like, if they weren't getting anything for free or they weren't getting paid, why would they be have any outputs? And then when it became a business, as any business owner knows, you need to invest in certain things for your business for it to be better. So whilst I was figuring out my path, they were figuring out that they needed to start investing in my business. And then that synergy started to come. Um, and it then, like I said, it enabled me to then fulfill that passion of helping uh, women succeed. 
What did the early days look like for you of becoming a CEO, founder? How did you know that it was time? I mean, the early days were a hot mess. I won't lie to you. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's everyone, though. It's it, Honestly, You're not alone. You're not alone. Running a business is not Instagram. Like, it's not glamorous. It is hard work. Every single day, seven days a week, it's hard work. Um, and that's why you have to love it. You have to connect it to a mission. Otherwise, you will give up. Um, so those early days, you know what I, I really, really cherish about those early days? I was so young. So I was living at home with my parents. And I was just living this fun life, you know? Like, I was going to these fun blogger events, meeting new people. And you just got no fear. You got no limited beliefs. You're just doing whatever. Like, if you make money, make money. If you don't, you don't. It, that's just what the vibe was. I was just having a good time, honestly. And when I look back, I'm so grateful for that. That I was having a good time, even though I was a hot mess at the same time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, those early days, you know, I I would always try to create some element of structure, some element of, okay, this is the plan for the business. This is where I want to take it. I do know when first starting this business, so after two years of freelancing, I then uh, launched a tech support subscription. And I had said to myself, I launched it in December 1st, 2014. And I said to myself, by January, I wanted to have signed up 10 clients because then that would be my understanding that this was a real business. So I had some sense of a bit of like logic and I was able to get the 10 clients. I was really proud of myself. But, you know, there's so many things in business that you don't know what you don't know. And as they come up, you're like, oh, wow, like this is a new, you know, obstacle I need to face, a new challenge I need to get over. But for me, as time goes on, you realize that there's always going to be new challenges and it's just a part of the process. But back then, I was just, yeah, a hot mess having fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to do it, though. I mean, you, I feel like it allows you to look back and be like, wow, I've come a long way. Um, yeah. Because I, I, when people ask me for tips about like leaving your day job and, and kind of going for it, I'm like, I don't know that I was personally ready <laughs> when I did it, but I did it. And like what you just do it and you, you make it work. But um, yeah, so it's just funny. I'm glad I'm not alone in that. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like, how ready can you really be? You can do certain things and say, okay, well, I want to have this amount of savings or I want to have this type of structure. I want to have created a business plan. I want to have done X, Y, Z. But there's still a plethora of things that are about to go wrong that you would have never foreseen. So you just have to make the plunge because you're going to have to learn it somehow. I would love to hear more about, we were talking about this kind of off camera, but about how you start to grow your business and hire people. Because um, I mentioned, obviously, that I am a Chloe Digital member and have been for several months, but this is my first time meeting Chloe. (laughs) (laughs) Because you have such an amazing team of people who just have so much wisdom and knowledge. Um, So I feel like you've really successfully built up people who who kind of carry your brand name so well um what did that look like how did you how did you get here that is very very challenging recruiting is the hardest thing I find in business big time I absolutely hate it and I won't lie I hate it until we found someone amazing and then I forget that I hated it um because they're so amazing but um you know I often say when we are recruiting you know I kind of like close my eyes and like I speak to the universe and say I know that wherever the role is that we put up, I always say, I know there is someone out there 
They are sitting at home, they're sitting wherever they are, and they're looking for their next adventure. They know that they need to be fulfilling their purpose in some way, and they're not doing it where they're at now. And they're just looking for that, you know, that next, that next stop, stop for them. And I always do that because honestly, that manifestation is real because that person is, if you think about before you start a job, you are feeling that way. You you do feel you're you're ready to move on. You do feel like, um, you want to be in a place where you're supported and you can grow and all of those things. So I always, that's like my first thing that I do when recruit, when recruiting. Um, but I just really make sure that the, when recruiting, the person really cares about the mission and they, I can see that they will care about what we are looking to achieve as much as I do. And, you know, it's, it's often people say that no one cares as much about the, the business as much as the founder and the CEO. And I, I understand that to a degree, but at the same time, there's elements I will debunk on that because I think that the people that work um, with me, they care so much about the mission and they care about our clients deeply. You know, I know that I'm speaking to them all the time, always having catch-ups and it's so incredible to be able to work with other people who feel the same way and have that same calling as me. So yeah, when recruiting, I'm always looking for people who are just passionate about the industry and they're passionate about where it's going um, more so than anything else, because from that passion, you will, you'll never give up. You'll never give up learning. You'll never give up wanting to be the best version of yourself for yourself and for the company, because you're so passionate about it. I I find that uh, so encouraging as someone who has definitely struggled. I mean, obviously my, my business is on a much smaller scale, but even outsourcing small things. I mean, I, I feel like it's so hard to, sometimes relinquish control and and get over the I could just do it myself like it'd be fine <laughs> I don't need to let someone else into that nook <laughs> of of my work but yeah no I mean it definitely it definitely pays off yeah I think that is a real challenge and I've had that challenge as well um there's certain things that I never had a problem with relinqu- relinquishing control over but there's others that I I did and I feel the best thing to kind of kind of what got me out of it was really thinking about the where I want to take the business and what is required in order to take it there because me having these limiting beliefs is stopping me getting the business to where it needs to go. So when you separate, and I think what's difficult when you are running a business like yourself, where a lot of it is based on your personality and your life and all of these things and to separate who you are and the business, but it's very important to do that. I struggled with that. My name is Chloe. It started off with Chloe Digital and it was just me, but it's very important to see Chloe Watts and Chloe Digital are two separate entities. And that when I look over at Chloe Digital, I need to feed it everything that it needs in order to to thrive. The same way if you have kids, you have to do right by your kids in order to thrive. You can't be holding them back because you're scared. You're like, no, 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 I know I need to do this for you so that you can be the best version of yourself. And it's the same with a business. So once you get into the habit of doing that, then it's fine. But at first, when the feeling kind of comes up, you have to push yourself, push past it and say, okay, no, I know what this can be. So therefore I gonna have to delegate this task because my time is better spent elsewhere. And if you are a creator and you, a, a lot of the time you actually have to create the content. So you work in the business in that way. There are other things that you don't need to be doing. Maybe some administrative stuff, editing, stuff like that, that you could outsource. And I think that sometimes you think, oh, well, if you outsource it, they're not going to do it in the way that I want it to be done. 
But that comes with practice. That comes with you creating systems and processes to help those people to do it in the way that you would like. And no one's ever going to do something exactly the same as you would. <laughs> right. so they could do it better. You know, you're not even giving them a, a chance to even do it better than what you did. Yeah, that's fabulous advice. I'd love to hear about how you balance work in this business and job that you love and that you've built with your personal life and <laughs> unplugging, if that's something that you do. I very much struggle with that. So there's no judgment if not. How um, how does that work for you? Sure. I think it's about with having that space to kind of be myself and work on me and then separate to working on the business. I think it, it definitely has seasons because, you know, when, for example, we're working on something very big, like right now we're relaunching our website, we're doing a lot of changes to our marketing. So it's very, very hands-on and a lot of time is being spent myself and across the team. And, you know, my hours are, are out at the moment and things like that. But I know it's just a season because we're working very hard to, to launch something specific. And even when I speak to my team, I do say to them, this is a season and we're going to do it and then we're going to, we'll be able to rest. Um, even like when you're starting your business, there were seasons where I was working, you know, nonstop before I didn't understand that. <laughs> I used to think that because it's your business, you're just supposed to work on it all the time, which makes no sense. Because actually, if you're not being more critical about your time, you're actually procrastinating a lot of the time where, where you could have just been doing something else, like going to the gym, getting a massage, doing something else. But you're thinking, oh, I'm just going to be at the computer, even though you're not even doing anything productive. Um, so it took, it took me many years, I won't lie, to learn to kind of create that space for myself. But now that I have done so, I will never go back. So my priority is to me. You know, I am going to the gym in the morning. There's no meeting at that time because I'm going to the gym. If I need, is there anything that I need to do for my own personal care? It will come first. And I actually instill that in my team as well. If I see them working late, it will be like, what are you doing? I'm not going to respond to you because you should be working. You know, like our whole lives isn't work. Like you spend so much time at work. It's like, but it's not our whole lives. And also for you to give your best version of yourself to work, you need to be doing other things so that when you come, you're rested and you're able to then deliver. So honestly, I just make sure I schedule time for myself throughout the week, schedule time for myself, whether it's getting my nails done or going to the gym or spending time with my friends, etc. I know how important that is. But then I also know that in different seasons, I can do more of that and less less of that. You know, even, even in my one of my friendship groups, we were planning a meetup and I was like, sorry girls, like I know I haven't been on it. Like I know I've been the, the one that's not been doing it because I've just been going for a season right now. And they were just like, we get it because when you come back, you come back, you know? That is, that's so good. I, and knowing that there are times where you're going to have to work around the clock, but that working around the clock for the sake of saying like, oh, I'm hustling, like I'm building this business. <laughs> it's just like, I, I I have so many feelings about it, you know, just because I think that, um, I very much worked myself kind of just down to the ground in the beginning because I thought that that's what you did. Like, yeah. you know, you're all you're always supposed to be working. And it's like now I'm more productive when I just, you know, am intentional about my working hours than if I'm just like on my laptop, like <laughs> at night as I'm like in bed, you know, for no reason, just <laughs> so that I can feel like I'm doing something. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's, it's very interesting. It's hard as a as a business owner, but I, I love that you've done that. 
Well, Chloe, thank you so much for your time. I'm so glad that I got to meet you and chat with you. Where can people learn more about Chloe Digital and about you? Yeah, sure. So people can learn about Chloe Digital at ChloeDigital.com. We have a really amazing social, so that's all at Chloe Digital. And if they want to connect with me, feel free to share my um, contact details. I'm always here to support people on their journey. If they've got any further questions, you know, I think for me, it's all about don't don't go into the wilderness alone, like go with a guide. And I feel that I've had so many experiences in, in business that I would like to pass on to other people so that they don't waste the time that I feel I may have wasted wasted in the past. Um, so I'm always here to support anybody who needs it. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Asked by Ayana. I hope that you enjoyed the listen. If you're looking for a way to support the podcast, taking the time to leave a rating or review or sharing it with someone who you think may enjoy it is a huge help and goes a long way. See you next week. Thank you.